0: Prompt obedience is really your gateway to success because when you do what you are told what God called you for, then he has already provided everything that you need to do what you need to do. You don't have to go and really look for the resources for the people. Although you have to do what you need to do, God will bring these things to you and you will save yourself so much trouble. So this is part three in the series where we're looking how to avoid making unnecessary mistakes and just getting into hardship by learning from history. So please stay tuned until after the intro as we dig into today's topic, uh, that is prompt obedience is your gateway to success. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now let's move on to today's episode. Welcome to today's broadcast of the Rise and Shine show. And today we continue with part three in our series, Avoid Making Mistakes by Learning from History. Now, in the previous two sessions, there we learned why it is so important to listen to history and learn from history because when we do learn from history we avoid making loads of mistakes so we can learn from there we don't have to go through the school of hard knocks so to speak and it'll just help us to get to where we need to go to much quicker so it can save us a lot of um, trouble and a lot of heartache a lot of stress and a lot of other stuff It can save us and it can even help us to elevate us also in people's uh, eyes so that people can come to us and say, come on, I want to use you. I want to work with you. And that is very important, as you know, because we cannot live this life alone, although we sometimes think we can, but we cannot really do that because we really need people around us. We are a body. So if you have not listened to the first to uh, parts of this series, please um, either go now and go and listen to it first or I will recap a little bit and I'll just give you a a short summary of what I've covered. But uh, if you want to learn more, you want to get a little bit more in depth uh, what we were talking about, then it's important that you go and listen to these because it'll really help you. It'll help you to avoid a lot of uh, heartache and a lot of trouble in your own life. Now, why is it um, important for us to look at history? So I'm just going to recap a little bit now. In uh, 1 Corinthians 10, Paul the Apostle says, and he's basically talking about the Israelites where they were in the desert and they were always grumbling, they were always complaining and they just wanted to go back where they came from. Although the place where they were, they were seriously oppressed for hundreds of years, to be exact, 430 years before God actually took them out of out of that place and while on their way to their new uh, land to their new home they were just complaining and complaining and while they complained they didn't do what God told them to do and that had consequences to them and the consequences were that they actually uh, were responsible for themselves not going into the promised land and they actually died in the desert um, so they were in the desert for 40 years and they were only supposed to be there just for a few weeks. So this is what uh, what Paul the Apostle is saying. He says, so these things actually happened to them for examples and warnings. And then he goes on and he says, this history was written for our um, admonition or our instruction. And he specifically... Uh, directs it to us and he says upon whom the ends of the world are come so it was for him who lived two thousand years before us and it's for us today as well so we can learn from these mistakes because if we don't want to learn from these mistakes the following verse is also important verse 12 of 1 corinthians 10 wherefore let him that thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall And that's very true. And you will know that when uh, someone thinks they know everything, the next moment they just fall flat on their face and then they are actually humiliated. And I don't want you to be humiliated. I don't like to be humiliated. And I don't think anyone really likes to be humiliated. And then we also said that we need to be a living sacrifice. We need to give ourselves to God so that we can walk according to his laws, his principles. Otherwise, we're going to have consequences in our lives that are not good for us. If we do what he tells us to do, not because he thinks uh, we are bad or anything. No, he tells us certain things uh, that he wants us to do and certain things that he doesn't want us to do. Now, the things that he tells us not to do, those things are to protect us. We sometimes think it's the other way around and God just wants to spoil our fun, but it's not the case. So we have to put ourselves as a living sacrifice before God so that we can learn how to walk in the spirit and actually work with God so that God can work with us. And then the results and the consequences in our lives of our actions and what we think and speak will be positive positive it will help us to be successful and it will impact other people's lives as well, which is very, very important. And then the second part of um, putting our lives before God as a living sacrifice is really for us so that we, you and I, will not be conformed or put in a mold by this world system around us. And listen carefully to what I'm saying. I'm not saying we need to get out of the world but jesus even prayed in john 17 he says father i do not pray that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one and that's really what we're talking about here you and i have to be the salt and the light if we are born again and we are disciples of jesus christ we have to be the salt and the light here in the earth and um, jesus says He says, let your light so shine before men so that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. But many times we just step back and we say, I don't want to have anything to do with this stuff. And I just want to go and separate myself. And that is not where you and I have to be. We shouldn't be there because that's why everything around us and this, I almost want to say terrible times that we're living in. That's why these things are happening in our societies, around the world, in every single country around the world, these things are happening with these lockdowns and all this other nonsense that's being pushed on us. And it's because you and I have not done what we were supposed to do. Yes, and I'm including myself there. I did not do what God really wanted me to do. Always thought, oh, it's okay, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. And no, it's today. And as we go on, you'll also see, and that's why um, today's... um, message is really obedience is your gateway to success and it's it's prompt obedience i could have put that there as well so it's really prompt obedience is your gateway to success but we will get to that in a little while so we shouldn't be conformed to this world stuff so that um, you and i can prove for ourselves what is god's good and acceptable and perfect will for our lives and that is Our responsibility. It's not God's responsibility. God is not going to renew your mind. He's not going to renew my mind. He's given us his word. He's given us his spirit. And that's what we need to do. We have to spend time with him, spend time in the word, meditate the word day and night. And that way we will renew our minds and we will be able to work with God. Because this is the only way that you and I will get to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. And it's important what I said now. It's the knowledge of the truth. It's not just the truth. You have to know the truth and then the truth will set you free. So just to recap a little bit on Gideon because we specifically speaking on on Gideon and learning from uh, from him, what he did, some of the things that we shouldn't do and some of the things that we should do. Now, uh, these Israelites, they were in bondage at this time for seven years and they were crying to God and God appeared to Gideon and he said, you mighty man of, of, of courage, you mighty man of valor, I want you to take your people out of this, out of this mess. Because they were really oppressed by the enemy. All the, the, the people of the East came against them and they really oppressed them. They, they destroyed their crops, they destroyed their animals, their, their cattle, their donkeys, everything they destroyed. And they really didn't have much. And as we saw in in part two, Gideon didn't really have a very good self-image. And when God said to him, but I want to use you, he basically said, no, 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 wait, I cannot do this. I cannot do it. And uh, besides that, my clan or my family is, is the poorest and we're the lowest and all these kinds of stuff. But God didn't even listen to that. God doesn't listen to foolishness. And he just continued and he just said to to Gideon, listen, I will be with you. And that's why I'm sending you. So God didn't really listen to all those those things because he said um, uh, to Gideon then also, you shall go uh, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the the enemy. Um, And then God asked him, have I not sent you? So God just said to him, i am been sending you. And then he says, didn't I tell you I'm going to send you? And that's what I'm telling you. God says to you, I want to send you. So don't look for excuses. Why cannot God cannot help use you or help you? God wants to. And whenever God tells you, you can do something, he's already provided everything, the resources, the courage, everything. He's already provided that so that you can do what you're supposed to do. And that's, how God encouraged uh, Gideon here and it, it really helped Gideon to, I think, to get the picture. So that was uh, part one. And then in part two, we saw how um, Gideon really had to respond also to God when God called him. And the first thing that he said, he said, okay, but if you are God and you really appear to me here, then I want you to to do a miracle here. And he said, he said to God, Just wait a second. And he went away and he prepared a a sacrifice for him. And when he came back with a sacrifice with a kid, uh, young goat, uh, God said to him, okay, take this and put it on the rock, put the unleavened bread here and throw all the broth, um, pour it over it. And then God touched this, this rock with his staff. Fire came out and it just consumed these things. And then an interesting thing happened. God disappeared. And Gideon said, oh my goodness. Um, this was the angel of, of the Lord and I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face and scripture says, if you've seen God face to face, you shall not live. But then, although God disappeared and you will notice this and you will experience this in your own life as well. I've experienced this. It's almost as if God appears to, to you and I, then it's almost as if he disappears. But then he starts speaking to us because He he wants us to have that relationship with him. So he doesn't always want these spectacular things when he speaks to us. Yes, the signs and the miracles and the wonders will follow, but God wants to speak to us. And then he said to Gideon, peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Um, We pointed out the peace here, and it's very important to have God's peace in our lives. But it's also not only to have God's peace in our lives, but to have the God of peace. Now that comes from Philippians 4, verses 4, I think, to about verse 9. So you can go and check that out as well. But um, peace and this uh, encouragement is very important for you and I to move forward. Now, okay, so now we've looked at what we have touched on before. And like we said today, prompt obedience is your gateway to success. And this is what, um, what happened to Gideon Yeah, Because that same night, the Lord said to Gideon, take your father's bull, the second bull, that's seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal. Now, Baal was, a, was a, an idol that the people started worshiping. And that's the reason why they um, were oppressed because they didn't serve God. They did all these other things. And when you and I open ourselves to these other gods, to these idols and this stuff, they just have free reign in our lives because God is not going to override your will. He's not going to override my will. That's why I said earlier, you have to renew your mind. God says through Paul the Apostle, he says, this is your your reasonable service. You have to do that so that you can walk with God. So God is not going to do it for you. When I first got born again, I really thought, I said, Lord, uh, please just renew my mind. And I did that for a long time until one day I read and I saw, saw, but no, no, wait a second. I have to renew my mind. God is not going to renew my mind. He says, I have to do it. So I have to uh, stay with Him. You know, you cannot sit, for example, and not do anything and trying to have a relationship if you're a man. With, uh, with your wife, you cannot have a relationship if you never see each other, if you never talk to each other, if you never touch each other. You cannot have a relationship and the same with a woman with her own husband. You cannot, you cannot have a relationship with that person if you don't spend time with them. And it's exactly the same thing with God. So, um, God gave Gideon an instruction here that he has to break down this altar and just interesting, And even in today's, today's days, where we're living in, where so many um, children's lives or babies' lives are being taken, this uh, um, idol, this Baal, the people sacrificed little babies to this God. That was his requirement. And if you look today, it's almost a requirement of many uh, governments, they they legalized abortion and millions of little babies are being killed every single day or every single year, I should say. But every single day, thousands of little babies are, are being uh, destroyed. And people say it's not really a person. It's not true. The moment there's a heartbeat, then that's a human being. And uh, if we look at scripture, it's even before the heartbeat, because God says before you were even formed in your mother's womb. I knew you, I had a purpose for you. That's what, from God's point of view. So uh, you don't even, we don't even uh, have to know that that woman is pregnant, pregnant. but if she's pregnant, God ordained that um, in her life and that little child, whether it's a, a little boy or a little girl, God has got a purpose for that child. And now we wanna go and we wanna sacrifice that child to systems in, in the world because we want a, a cool and, a, and an easy life. No, no, it doesn't work like that. And uh, so let's let's get back on the topic here. And God said to him, pull down the altar of Baal that your father has and cut down the idol, the Asherah that is beside it. So God says to him, go and um, pull down this altar, destroy the altar and then also the wooden uh just call it a pole or whatever they did which they which they worshiped just go and take that thing and and and, uh, destroy that as well and then God says and then you build an altar to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold with stones laid in proper order now God it is at a specific way that he um, ordained and that he prescribed to the people of of that time where they built these these altars how it need to be done. And this is what God is saying. He says, uh, with stones laid in proper order. So God is just pointing to to the word, to the law, and he says, you have to do it according to my rules, my regulations, and my laws. And that is very important for you and I to understand. When God tells you to do something, do it his way. Don't try to do it your way because it's not going to work. And then take the second bull, now God's continue giving him instructions here. He says, take the second bull of your father and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the Asherah, which you shall cut down. So God is saying, take the, the second bull of your father and um, kill it and bring me a burnt sacrifice. Now, this is important. Because in today's days, we say we shouldn't have anything to do with the world system. We shouldn't have anything to do with all these other stuff. But even Paul the apostle says, he says, don't worry about these things, this meat and stuff that's offered to idols. He says, it cannot do you anything. If you are in Christ, it cannot do you anything. And this is basically what God is telling him here. He says, on that spot where the people worship this other idol, this false god, this thing that's not even a god, that's just oppressing you. You make me an altar there so that I can show But I am the one who is the true living God and you can build my altar right there. He cannot touch me. He cannot touch you if you submit yourself to me. I think that is an awesome point that you and I really have to take note of. Now, Gideon immediately went and he took 10 men of his servants. And here again, remember we said, many people said uh, Gideon was a coward. You can listen to the, um, uh, the previous two uh, messages in the series where many people said Gideon was a coward. He was not a coward. He was absolutely, he was a man of valor. He was a, he was a guy who knew what he had to do to um, basically look after his family in the face of the enemy that that comes against them all the time. But it says here, and this is also important, and this may uh, be applicable to you and to me because it says here, He did what God told him, but because he was too afraid of his father's household and the men of the city to do it by day, he did it by night. And God knows you and me, even if we're afraid, God knows it. So you don't have to try to hide it from him. It's not going to be a surprise to him because even here, the Lord told Gideon to do this stuff and he said, yes, I'll do it. But because he was afraid, he still did it but he just did it at night. And God was not upset with him, but he did what God told him to do immediately. And he did it exactly as God told him how to do this. Now, that was now in um, Judges 6 verse 27. And then the next morning, when the men of the city, when they um, woke up early and they rose, then this altar of Baal was, was gone and the Asherah was cut down and the second bull of uh, Gideon's father was offered on that altar that was built for God. And they were very upset. I mean, you can just think this calamity or this cobalt this that went on here. They were seriously upset and said, who did this? And um, they searched and they asked um, who, who did this? But then they were told, certain people must have seen that. So they were told Gideon, the son of Joash, he's the one who did this. And look now what happened further from here on in verse 30 of Judges 6. Then the men of the city commanded Joash, which is Gideon's father, bring out your son that he may die so we can kill him. For he has pulled down this idol, or they say here the altar of Baal, and cut down the Asherah beside it. But now look what Gideon's father did. And this is very precious to me. This is Verse 31. And Gideon's father knew, he must have known that Gideon is really uh, a man of a lot of courage because he says here, um, it says here, but Joash said to all who stood against him, because all these people came against him now and they, they, uh, their requirement was that he gives over his son so that um, his son could be killed so that they can kill him. And he says, will you contend for Baal? In other words, will you defend Baal, this so-called idol, this thing that's just made out of, uh, out of wood, this idol? Will you defend him or will you save Baal? And then he said, Baal will contend for himself and let him be put to death while it is still mourning. Now, sorry, I, I made a mistake here. It says here, he will contend he will defend Baal. Let him be put to death while it is still mourning. So if Baal is a god, let him contend and let him defend himself because one has pulled down his altar. And this is very important. Joash, uh, Joash Gideon's father, stood up for his son and he said, No, 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 no. I'm not going to allow this. I'm not going to allow this. My son did this. But if this... Um, idol if this is really a god let him defend himself so his his father knew that he that Gideon was a mighty man and um, so even yet uh, Gideon's father changed his name to Jeroboam which means let Baal contend against him because he had pulled down his altar and he knew this was just an idol he knew nothing would happen to Gideon uh, because he pulled down this this idol and then it goes on here after this happened now then it says all the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people of the east came together and crossing the Jordan they encamped in the val- a valley of Jezreel now this valley of Jezreel is apparently it's a very fertile valley uh, even today and so this is where where all the, the crops were planted all the crops of the the Israelites, and that is why it was so devastating to them when the, uh, these uh, enemy armies, when they came, they just destroyed all their crops because there were thousands of them. We'll see in in I think it's in chapter eight, as we go along. It says there that um, there was about I think hundred and thirty five thousand of these people, of these soldiers, that came. So it was loads of people. There was a lot of people with their camel, camels and with their cattle and so on that that, um, that they fed on. But now this is the important thing. When you and I do what God tells us to do, um, his spirit empowers us. And here it says, verse 34, but the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with himself and took possession of Gideon. And Gideon blew a trumpet and the clan of Ebezer was gathered to him and this is more proof that Gideon had influence in his tribe because people will not just gather around someone who does not have any standing in his community so this this myth that Gideon was was just a coward I mean it's been refuted over and over and over as we as we went along and this is not my own thing I mean yeah, we can see it in scripture so these people gathered together when Gideon blew this, this this trumpet or this horn and they came and they said, okay, let, let us go and help Gideon. See what, what's going on here. And Gideon also sent messages, messengers throughout um, some of the other, other tribes, Manasseh and Asher to Zebulon and Naphtali and they came up to meet them. Now, the reason why Gideon did this, this comes from Uh, before this whole thing of Gideon. And I think it's important that we take note of this as well. Gideon called these specific tribes. Some of the other tribes he didn't call. For example, the tribe of Reuben. Now you can go and read the previous chapters. I think it's chapter four and five. The Reubenites did not come to help when there was war. They were sitting on uh, um, back and they were thinking, shall we go and help or shall we not go and help? But these guys, Zebulon and some of these other guys, um, they specifically, they went and it says there in those chapters that they really fought with everything that they had. They were really uh, working with the judges even at that time. And I believe this is why Gideon called these specific tribes because he knew he could count on them. They were not going to let him down and they're not going to, Uh, say yeah but you know um, we don't really want to and we rather stay at home it's uh, it's war and we don't really want war Gideon knew who we can trust and that is important for you and I as well when we need to do something we need to know who we can count on if you've got something that you specifically are specializing in if I can call it that if God um you to do something and you and I need to work together then I must know that I can count on you and you must know that you can count on me and that way we can do something and we can get stuff done otherwise we sit and wait for people and you know people procrastinate and many times we don't get the stuff done when we need to get it done I used to be a serious procrastinator But by God's grace, I'm not anymore. And my wife is not like that. She, I mean, she wants to do. And not just, you know, blindly, but it's important that when God speaks to us and that he shows us something, that we do it and that we know how and who to contact. And God will bring people to you. So don't even worry about that. Don't you go and try and sort people out. God will bring the right people to you. And then Gideon spoke to God and he says if you will deliver Israel by my hand as you have said behold I will put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. Now this Gideon does here he already basically sort of tested God to see whether it's really God that is speaking to him but here he comes and he says but wait a second if this is really you then I really want to see whether it's really you. So he took this little piece of fleece and you can can go and uh, go through this as well. uh, Verses 37 to 40 from uh, Judges 6. You can go and read it yourself. So he put out this little piece of fleece and um, he said, um, if there's dew on the fleece only and all the ground around it, uh, is dry, then I shall know you will deliver Israel by my hand, as you have said. And then during the night it happened, uh, God did it. And the next morning Gideon put picked up the fleece and he wrung out a bowl full of water. But then he said, wait, 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 no. Um, you know, someone might have been able to go and pour water on it. It doesn't say yeah, but I'm just saying this is what he might have thought. Someone might have wetted the fleece. And uh, there was no other water or other dew. So he said, let's reverse this. He says, let everything be wet, but let the little fleece be dry. And you know what? It happened like that. And God allowed Gideon. So God is not this, um, this person who just wants to knock you all the time. He says, I've got good plans for you. And he really has. Here, he came to Gideon and he said to him, I want you... To deliver your people, just do what I'm telling you to do. So God, listen to their to their cry. God help them, because God raised up Gideon to set them free, to um, destroy the enemy, so that they can live free, as God actually called them, and as God wants you and I to be free. So God doesn't have a problem if we come to Him with a with an honest heart and say, Lord, uh, please do this. But here is a word of warning as well. Many people have done this, and I've checked out things this way, but they didn't have a close relationship with God, and you know what? Calamity hit them. I know of one man specifically that um, that's got a testimony on this. He said he was he didn't have a close relationship with God, but he had farms and everything, and he checked out all these things, you know, with put out a fleece here and put out a fleece there and God will you do this and will you show this and he said everything checked out and then he took took his money and he went to go and invest it and he said he lost everything everything and he said but what's going on here and he said it actually damaged the little bit of a relationship that he had with God it actually damaged so if your heart is not pure then that will happen to you but if your heart is pure like Gideon yeah, and you come to God and say Lord please just show me whether this is whether this is real and as you know when you get to know a person when a husband gets to know his wife and you know in the end you almost know what your wife thinks and what the wife knows what the husband thinks because you know each other you've got a close and intimate relationship and that is exactly what God wants from us and that's why Uh, like here Gideon spoke to God God spoke to Gideon Gideon spoke to God and that's how uh, God allowed Gideon to say okay I will I will make sure uh, that you understand that it's I that really called you to do what I want you to do now this I'm going to conclude for today so in the next part in part four we're going to move on to Judges chapter seven and there we will um, see how God helps Gideon to prepare for the coming battle. And this is, this is a, a, a cool piece of where we're going to and some of the things that we can learn from there so that we can know how to walk with God. And uh, you know, it's, it's examples. It's examples that God has given us and when we learn from these things, avoid these things. Don't do these things that Gideon did. When God tells you to do something and you know it's God, go with it. Don't waste time and say, oh Lord, but show me this and da, 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 all these things. And God will bring you the people. There were times when, when I know I was not ready and I really wanted people to help me. And it never came. But you know why? It's because God knows you, he knows me, and he knew me. And he knew that it would not be to my benefit. It would actually ruin me if he brings up uh, some people around me to even help me because it was not exactly what he wanted to So I really had to get to the point where I can lay down my life and say, Lord, here I am. I'm a living sacrifice. And now I will renew my mind because I want to know that you're a good God. I want to know what you want of me and for me And I want to work with you. So today we spoke on uh, prompt obedience is your gateway to success. So please, uh, as far as for you possible, put your life down before God. And don't think you're going to lose out on stuff that's, that's fun and stuff that is not cool. You will not. God will give you the desires of your heart. Once your desires are in line with God. Psalm 37 says, God will give you the desires of your heart. And once you laid yourself down as a living sacrifice, you will see that your your desires change and it will really become God's desires in your heart and in your life so that you can move forward and so that you can really uh, do what God wants you to do. So I really trust that you got something from this message. If you didn't listen to the previous two messages, listen to them part one and two and please share this message share it with a family member a friend and help me to get this message to as many people as possible And if you want to support me you can please go to my website i've got it in the description below sunshineharvest.com and there is a place there where you can contribute and where you can help me to get this message out to as many people as we need to thank you so much for listening I'm looking forward to seeing you in part four and you have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.